The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that doesn't always use tarot cards to decide our future. But when we do, they're right over the phone for $1.99 a minute. This is Hysteria 51. Find out what the ancient tarot has to tell you. The Empress card. She's pregnant. No. <laughs> yeah, she is. Is the baby mine? Sorry, Mark. She hasn't called you because she's having an affair with your new husband. No. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Who roasted those turds? <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago by way of Colorado, we are your host and lead psychics this week. I am David Flora. He is... Brent Hand. And I'm master of all I survey. Now send me money or your future is doomed. See, Bob, what, what the hell are you doing? If these idiots believe fortune tellers, they will have to believe an eternal robot who is also an international sex symbol. So why not milk them for all they're worth? I love milk, especially with cookies. Oh, good God. These these idiots are the bots. Uh, Brent made Seabot to help produce and research the show. Instead, well... We get that dribble. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, very welcome. Kyle, the cookie lover, is considered Bot's lackey, for lack of a better term. He's harmless, so we have that going for us. For now. What? 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 Uh, moving on. <laughs> we have tarot on the docket this week. David, have you ever had a reading before? Oh, I've had a couple of readings. Ooh. Now, you're like my go-to for everything in this ooh world. I'm like, <laughs> hey, have you ever had a, a tarot reading? No, <laughs> many. Have you ever had a past life regression? Of course, dumbass. Uh, have you ever had a near-death experience? Daily, my wife chokes me and then resuscitates me. <laughs> it's very arousing. You should try sometime, Bryce. I feel like uh, on the uh, woo-woo world, I'm severely lacking on my resume compared to yours. I just like to experience things, man. That's how you, uh, that's how you gain more understanding. That is very true. Opinion. Also, woo-woo world uh, used to be where Epcot Center is now. I don't know if you know that or not. Oh, no, I didn't know that. They replaced it with all the different countries. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually lying a little bit. I'm pretending I haven't had one. I had a show. I had a reading on the show here. So we're talking just tarot this week. We briefly talked tarot and clairvoyance. Uh, It was, I think, episode 114. So it's been a couple, uh, like four years ago-ish. And uh, we had people on to do our readings that day. Uh, One did a tarot reading and one did just like a... A psychic reading for us. And uh, it was fun, you know, to listen yeah. to it and, and and hear them. And they were very, like, super sweet, super nice, very, very, they were also incredibly attractive people. And John's like, I remember John was like, is that one of the uh, prerequisites to do this? Do you have to be attractive? But then I remembered, huh. I've seen the uh, Psychic Friends Network and Miss Cleo, so no, it's not so much that's the case. <laughs> uh, anyway, we wanted to go back into tarot and, and talk about that specifically, because it's fun. Why don't you tell us what exactly is tarot? Well, what better way to describe it than from the good people at tarot.com? Tarot.com, for all your tarot needs. 
Tarot, tarot, tarot. <laughs> We're giving I, you the entire deck, but you only need the edge. The edge. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, I don't know. This is like, this to me is like getting your, your porn from porn.com or right. something, <laughs> which I actually don't even know. I'm sure that's a thing. I don't know uh, what it's from. You I'm sure everybody's rolling their eyes and saying, sure, yeah, right. At porn.com. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Like you're not a, <laughs> you're not one of their gold members. <laughs> I would love it if like the uh, uh, agriculture industry like tried to, to get that domain mm-hmm. locked down mm-hmm. and they, they typoed it. And they're like, well, let's just roll with it. So then it's just like pictures of fields of corn. <laughs> Boy, that was mm. that, that was a long joke that, that, that did very, not uh, have a payoff. It was um, very right, corny. So, hey, oh, uh, God, it made it worse. Anyway. Tarot is an ancient divination um, device, really, I guess you could say, uh, or system that began in 14th century Europe. And traditional tarot decks consist of usually 78 cards. There's a a give or take. They're usually between 72 and 78, I think. And that's the major and minor arcana. Um, We'll get into that uh, in a little bit. But Mm -hmm. uh, depicting symbolic archetypes that allow us to tap into our intuition and gain clarity through tarot card readings. And today, tarot readings remain one of the most popular tools for insight and reflection worldwide. Clear as mud. So easy. I understand now completely. Now, I mean, yeah, it's an interesting thing because, um, well, in a nutshell, tarot was first known as Trionfi, T-R-I-O-N-F-I. I'm going to, there's a lot of different words that I'm going to butcher in this episode. So, and late as Tarachi or Tarak. I wonder if it's like Taroki, like Nyoki. Taroki. Yeah, there you go. Taroki. Taroki, you're right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Taroki or I, I'm, not, I'm not a big Italian man. So. Uh, eh, hey, oh, we uh, just call him the gods. Oh, hey, I'm uh, from <laughs> the boot. <laughs> Picture it, Sicily. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. No, they they were they were playing cards, like mm-hmm. you know, just for games. There wasn't all this uh this occult stuff. Uh, you know, now they're the mystic playing cards, but. I love this. Yeah. That wasn't always the case. They've been used from at least the mid 15th century in various parts of Europe to play games such as, uh, you want to take these? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll try. Got them written uh, out here for us. It might be uh Italian Tarokini, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I guess would be little Taroki. <laughs> uh, the French Taro and the Austrian Kernigrufen. Königrufen, <laughs> that, that that's King's King's Rufen. What? Let's see what Rufen means. Königrufen. Ru- so, uh, it, according to Mister Google, uh, Rufen is call. So Königrufen would be King Call. Okay. Well, you I know, think- like you know, I can see that as a as a, a card game. That kind of makes sense. Uh, regardless, though, many of these games are still played today uh, using these same decks, and then. In the late 18th century, some tarot decks began to be used for divination via tarot readings and cardomancy or taromancy, depending on who you want to ask about it, leading to custom decks developed for specific uh, occult practices and purposes. So they're not just, you know, you're not going and buying your your bicycle deck of, of cards. You're buying one specifically. In fact, the only tarot decks I have are for... <laughs> 
tarot readings, not for right. playing games. Yeah, I haven't actually ever seen one for just gaming. Um, that means call the king. Call the not king. king call. Well, you know, yeah. call the, it makes a little more sense sim- syntactically, but um, that's, that, that's what I just found out. Right. <laughs> I just tracked it down. It, it's a game. It's a trick-taking game. The council of everyone's hippie ants came together and decided they needed a thing that they could latch onto and pretend is a personality. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, shots fired Words at 18th century ninths. Yeah, I mean, Seabot, that's, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty profound, actually. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, tarotology, taromancy, cardomancy, they've got a lot of different words. Depending on where you go, they'll even tell you that some of it's cultural appropriation from the Romans, so they don't like the use of the word like cardamancy and things like that. But it's been used for hundreds of years now uh, for what it is, so you know we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> not unlike common decks of cards, though, tarot has four suits, which vary by region. Uh, French, yeah. French suits in Northern Europe, Latin suits in Southern Europe, and German suits in Central Europe. Argyle suits in Scotland. <laughs> Ooh, herringbone if you nasty. Tartan. Seersucker suits in the <laughs> South. <laughs> Each suit then has 14 cards, 10 pip cards, numbering from one or ace to 10, and four face cards, queen, knight, and the jack, knave, or page. And then in addition, Tarot has a separate 21-card trump suit and a single card known as the fool. Hmm. And this 22-card selection of the Tarot deck is known in divinatory circles as the major arcana arcana means secrets see you know he's he's yeah he's worthwhile i swear to god yeah these guys are on it too. <laughs> like we mentioned the tarot cards are still used throughout much of the world um specifically europe but it's played everywhere uh to play conventional card games without occult associations pussies i like to think that their kids are playing with it and they don't know what they're doing and they accidentally summon the devil <laughs> Just, you know oops oops i did it again <laughs> more importantly fuck that nonsense we're here for the uh, aforementioned woo woo stuff let's head to break real quick david and when we come back we're gonna talk the history and usage of tarot and later i hope you guys are ready i'll be giving david his very own reading which i've never done before and he'll yeah. be giving me one so there is at least 10 percent chance we end up cursed for all eternity <laughs> stick around that's coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Please, Daddy. Yeah. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. <laughs> That's what it, it's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> 
but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else, somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. Tell us, David, if you will, all about tarot. Uh, Well, there are actually. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Uh, There are a couple different tarot reading types. There's uh, question readings and open readings. And in question readings, you're actually addressing a specific question. Mm -hmm. And this this would be, you know, your classic. Tell me about my love life. Tell me about my career. How is this going? What should I do in this situation? Mm -hmm. It's it's not intended sadly to answer specific yes or no questions <laughs> they, they were thinking about this they thought ahead dear tarot um, does this look infected <laughs> <laughs> shovel up a deal <laughs> results unclear ask again um most say it also shouldn't be used to make decisions, but instead should be used as a guide to help you make the decision yourself. Because most of those decisions you make yourself are going to be off of what the uh, the tarot <laughs> cards told you, but, you know, whatever. The other thing is, and um, sorry if we, if we uh, address this later, but the, the other thing I've always heard with tarot is that it doesn't predict the future. It takes a snapshot of your life and what's going on, I guess, metaphysically with you at that moment and says, here are possible outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another way they weasel out of. Well, there's free will, free will and others. Free will can change things at all times. Uh, even occult nonsense or or <laughs> truths, depending on how you look at this. So yeah, you know, for for all that that the way you ask a question, um, the way you state it is is very important. It's like dealing with a genie, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, you get exactly so, what you ask for. Nothing more. Yeah, yeah. Nothing less. I want a penis that touches the ground. Boom! No legs. <laughs> You're right. What? <laughs> uh, I'd like to live forever, and I got life in prison. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so quick uh, quick rule check for you. Number one, keep your options open. Don't, add, don't, don't get into the details and too specific, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you you want to find the best level of detail for, for your question, mm-hmm. and you want to focus on yourself, and you got to stay neutral, but be positive. Deny everything. Lie often. Pass the blame. What? 
Sorry, habit. Project, project, yeah. project. Uh, those are actually, uh, depending on the situation, you can use those too, but maybe not with tarot. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, clip and save. The other type uh, of readings are called open readings, and these mm-hmm. address the larger aspects of your life rather than a specific problem area or question. And these are usually done when you're entering a new phase of life, like you know, getting married or you're graduating from college or school or something or starting a family. You can somewhat direct the reading if you have a general area you mm-hmm. want to cover, such as, like I said, the career or health. But, you know, that's about as specific as the direction gets. So, like I was saying before, if you wanted to ask about a job, you could ask something like, is this could would this be the right career path for me or is there anything I should know about taking this particular job in in the open readings it's like tell me about my career the state of my career right now mm-hmm. that would be the difference between the open and the the detailed question uh, reading right so yeah well I like to think it's way different than that because friends network exactly and whatever the fuck this they were answering specific questions. A left and oh, right, yeah. like we had in the beginning over there. The phone. Over the phone. Uh-huh. Call me now. <laughs> you call me now. Do you remember did, those? Did you, ever, did you ever call one of those places? No, I didn't. I didn't. But I do remember I she did. got her ass suit. You did. I didn't call Miss Cleo, but I called, I, I don't even know if it was a Psychic Friends Network or not. I just know that I was like, I probably was in the eighth grade. <laughs> oh, Wow. Like, I, I got to know if Jenny likes me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I want to know if a girl uh, likes me or not. Or, if, you know, what d- should I pursue a girl kind of thing At, in, in eighth grade? And the person on the phone was like, how old are you? And I was like, you know, I'm, however old I was in the eighth grade. And they're like, okay, why don't you call back in a couple of years? And they hung up on me. And I'm oh, like, wow. Jesus, it, it hurt. It yeah. cut deep. And I never pursued the girl. Why don't you grow up? Because she's never going to love you. What? <laughs> that's, like, that's probably what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you wo- grow up and stop using a psychic your words? Your words cut to the quick, Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> I was embarrassed. Call me back in two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call me in five years. <laughs> she got she got sued. Remember that? It was, it was oh yeah, big old. Sk- they'd hold people on the calls and do all this stuff and. Eh, anyway, the earliest evidence of a tarot deck used for cartomancy or pick your mancy or, or whatever. I love the mancy in it. Mm-hmm. Palmistry is chiromancy. Yeah. Man- Mancy's all over the place. But the, that earliest evidence comes from an anonymous manuscript from around the year 1750. I was so drunk I forgot to sign it. How dumb. I don't think that's true. That doesn't feel true to me. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> choose your own adventure on that one. Uh, it documents rudimentary divinatory meanings for the cards of the Taraco Bolognese. Yeah, uh, Italian again. Yeah, the popularization of esoteric uh, tarot started with the Antoine Court and Jean-Baptiste Ayet. I actually oh. looked that one up. Nice. Uh, in Paris during the 1780s using the Tarot of Marseille. Nice. And that's spelled M-A-R-S-E-I-L-L-E-S. French tarot players abandoned the the Marseille tarot in favor of the Tarot Nouveau around 1900, with the result uh, that the Marseille pattern is now used mostly by cartomancers. So there you go. Ayet was the first to issue a deck specifically divined for occult purposes around 1789. Where do you think he got that idea from? 
Who was it? Who could it possibly be? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Say it. <laughs> I think that that fits, right? Has to. <laughs> Well, if you add up all the numbers in 1789, you actually get... Divide them by something that I'm not familiar with at the moment. <laughs> six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> the six, six, Sorry, six I deck. just like the idea of adding four numbers up and getting six, six, Four six. numbers. <laughs> so, the 78-card deck used by esoterists has two mm. distinct parts. The major arcana are greater secrets or, or trump cards, and it consists of 22 cards without suits. <laughs> the business casual cards. Yes. <laughs> the magician, the high priestess, the empress, the emperor, the hierophant, the lovers, the chariot, strength, the hermit, will of fortune, justice, the hangman, death, temperance, the devil, jeopardy, the tower, the star, the moon, no whammies, the suns, <laughs> judgment, the world, Three card Monty and the fool. <laughs> <laughs> this is tarot. Tarot. <laughs> Cards from the magician to the world are numbered in uh, Roman numerals from I to XXI. The fool is only uh, the only unnumbered card, so there's no number. And sometimes placed at the beginning of the deck as zero, or at the end is XXII. Then. We got the minor arcana, or lesser secrets. It consists of 56 cards divided into four suits of 14 cards. What do we got in there? There's 10 numbered cards, four court cards. The court cards are your king, queen, knight, and uh, page or jack in each of the four tarot suits. And the traditional Italian tarot suits are swords, batons, coins, and cups. In modern occult tarot decks, however, the batons is often called wands mm -hmm. or rods or staves, while the coins is often called pentacles or discs. Mm -hmm. These are the little circles with the, the star yeah. in them. If you turn them upside down, they're pentagrams. Yep. They're Pentacle. bad. Turn them right side up. They're pentacles. Good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a horseshoe. Are you catching your luck or are you dumping your luck? You got to which Ooh, way you move. Good call. Speaking of the occult, uh, buzzword points here. <laughs> Drumroll, please. Ooh. Alistair Crowley. Uh, he devised the Thoth deck, which you have a, a version of. In my hand. Yeah, along with Rita Harris. Uh, he stated what of tarot? What do you have to say? Oh, uh, let's see. Let's get an Alistair Crowley going. Um, the origin of this pack of cards is very obscure. Some authorities stick to put it back as far as the ancient Egyptian mysteries. Others try to bring it forward as late as the 15th or even the 16th century. What are you, 16? 16 and a half century? <laughs> The only theory of ultimate interest about the tarot is that an admirable symbolic picture of the universe based on the data of the Holy Kabbalah. Then uh, he fucked a ghost sheep and set someone on fire or some shit like that because, you know, yeah, Alistair Odds Crowley. <laughs> uh, let's have that uh, ghost orgy of blood real quick and then we can get into it. Um, so we talked about the suits. And ghost orgies of blood. So we got the wands for yeah. suit. Uh, lots of different names that you can have of the wands. Uh, associated with the element fire. Suit is often pertains to creativity, action, passion, energy, sexuality, or determination. Then we got cups. Cups is suited with the element of water. 
It often pertains to our emotional lives, love, relationships, feelings, intuition, and spirituality. Swords. Swords is associated with the element of air. It's an intellectually driven suit and often pertains to power, change, and conflict. Thoughts, words, actions, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> then we're going to go with the name Pinnacles because that one's fun. Uh, Pinnacles, also called a myriad of other things, coins and everything. It's associated with the earth element, the material world or material aspects, including work, finance, and home. And Madonna. Living in a pentacle world. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and she's done some tentacle, not to be done, outdone by pentacle movies, I'm sure. There are so many rules. If you, well, when we had the people on before, they talked about some of the rules that you're supposed to have. Um, like you, you know, like what you're, how, if you're going to have your deck, you need to um, charge your decks, put them in the moonlight or things like oh, this. Yeah. Um, some people yeah. believe that a deck that you get is not a good deck. It should have cards from multiple different decks. So they have like a, a basic size. What? They trade decks from all different kinds of decks. And actually I was looking this up. You can go to Etsy and you can like people trade cards and they have like, here's a deck. Of 78 cards from like 56 different decks. That's yeah, wild. And they put them together so that like they're all, so it's not just one person's energy or one deck's energy in there. It, it covers the gamut. I kind of like that idea. Boy, I that's the opposite of, of what I've heard. I've always heard that uh, you, you keep one deck um, the same and, and it's got your energy, your signature on it, or at least when you shuffle it, when you shuffle So then you get that, maybe that's working with that one. But then in the beginning, I guess, I, I don't know. It's so weird. Like it, it seems like that would scatter energy to me, uh, more than anything. But also I've heard that, uh, it's best to receive a deck as a gift, as opposed to buying one for yourself. Oh shit. Well, I got two decks. I think I bought them both. So I've, <laughs> I've messed up. <laughs> Mine was a gift from an ex-girlfriend, so it's positive <laughs> and negative. <laughs> uh, so yours is the Thoth one. I have the Smith Weight Tarot deck. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Centennial Edition, whatever that means. And I have the Wild Unknown, Kim Kranz deck. Um, I, I mean, it's a great vessel for art. It's um, gorgeous. And the and Wild un what, Unknown one is gorgeous cards are just gorgeous yeah like and and the thoth deck is just amazing i love the art on these cards and i i think it's a great um outlet for creativity for for folks too just mm -hmm. you know to to be creative with what these um the these arcana mean yeah to them and yeah it it's it's really that i that might be my my favorite aspect about the whole tarot thing yeah well, interestingly, so my Smithweight deck, if you can, it's in like a, a metal tin, and it is a size mm -hmm. of what you would think like playing cards. Mm -hmm. uh, like it's exact. Like if I had bicycle or you know or any of those playing cards in there, they would be the exact same size. Now the other deck I have, Wild Unknown, it's the larger of what I think of tarot when I think of tarot cards, like the right. big ones. And I wonder if this is like the if there is like a, a agreed upon size or something like that. I don't know. There might be, yeah, or a, at least like what they would consider standard. Cause right? Yeah, standard. That's you like know mini, yeah, mm -hmm. mini cards. And I the Thoth deck that I've got is bigger than a Walmart. No, I'm. Uh, it's you bigger know, than a. Thing was uh, so huge. Uh, it was you know. <laughs> 
bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> He's quick on the trigger. <laughs> bigger than playing cards, but not like huge, goofy, oversized. I'd buy that for a dollar. Of course not. Of course. Uh, David, question. Why do you think okay. people love having their fortune read so much? Why is this something that caught on? Uh, and we're still, you know, this is the second time we've talked about it on this show alone. They are. Okay. So having your fortune read, there are tons of, of reasons for why people would, would do this. And one thing is that we're just living in a fucking hellscape and we're just looking for some kind of guidance at all to help us process all this bullshit that's going on. Yeah. And that's, that's an eternal thing. It doesn't mean. Even like now, the world is always out to get yeah. you. It feels like whether it is or not. It is. And the, I, I, I kind of like that idea of, well, maybe this will allow you to at least find your way or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are people that go into it specifically looking for directions. Yeah. I have a choice to make. I don't want to make that choice because I don't know, you know, for X number of reasons. This will do it for me and I can blame this if it goes wrong or whatever there there's a a little bit to be said about people who hear this kind of stuff and helps them think about things differently and get some perspective on their situation uh, and, and and it gets really hairy but in terms of like grief or processing things or moving on from you know bad or or troubling situations mm-hmm. things like this can help them process and and get over that stuff is it the best way to do it is it ethical is it moral those are real big questions and and there is you know something to be said about it but it's kind of like when we looked into um hypnosis it can be a fantastic tool it can also be exploited sure so's mcdonald's you know so that's the world we live in you know Everything's good in moderation, um, and it can be exploited by other people. So I think that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah but for for people who are desirous of getting readings and what to do with them, you know, they there's a myriad of reasons. It's yeah. it's just all over the place, and it, and sometimes it's just for fun. Yeah, absolutely. I I guess the big question is: Is there anything to this? Well, maybe it all depends on what you want to believe. Like you were just saying. There's no harm in having some fun unless you go down the rabbit hole and your parents, you know, send you to like reprogramming camp. But (laughs) there are a few ways it could work. We touched on this in the previous episode, but it's been years. And I want to go over these because they are worth mentioning. Um, These are the official ways they say that different people believe uh, that this works or, or doesn't work in the reason. The first one's game theory. This explanation says that there is nothing in the least supernatural or mysterious about performing a tarot reading, but it is nonetheless valuable. Kind of like what we are saying. Mm-hmm. The basic idea is that cards are randomly dealt and appear in a totally random order. However, the action of interpreting them is the useful and meaningful part. The effort required to fit the random cards into a meaningful pattern forces a reader to think outside of their normal, uh, limited, I guess, normal mindset and can lead to fresh ideas, insights, it may force their intuition to begin solving problems in new and interesting ways. You got someone looking at what's going on in your life and giving you an outsider's opinion that maybe yeah. you haven't thought about. And I, I actually like that, you know, yeah. like 
it's it's one of those things where you're too close to the problem. You need an outside perspective. Yeah. And this could help achieve that and at least get you thinking of ways, not not necessarily telling the future or telling you exactly what to do, but it's giving you other things to think about. Right. And it also says, although there's nothing meaningful about the layout of the tarot cards, the effort of trying to find meaning helps us gain better and more original insight in our problems. This game theory interpretation does little suggest why another person would be able to read for you successfully. That's all in your mind and how <laughs> you interpret it. Then we got synchronicity. Uh, this is the idea that Carl Jung, we've uh, mentioned him a thousand times and everything, was a big fan in. He was one of the fathers of modern day psychology. He suggested that as well as causality, the idea that every event occurs as a result of a specific cause, there's another reason why events occur, synchronicity. Hellier goblins. (laughs) Shoot it, I want to see it tumble, Paul. In some ways, synchronicity is a posh way of saying by coincidence. But the implication is that as well as being shaped by random chance, there are occasionally meaningful coincidence. Uh, coincidences, that is, events that appear to happen purely by chance, but carry some meaning for the person to whom they occur. Mm, okay, so that means there's some guiding force. So by using an elaborate system, like laying out a tarot spread, um, Carl himself used to work exclusively or extensively with the I Ching, we are invoking synchronicity in our lives, and the cards will just happen to have arranged themselves into an order which tells us something useful about ourselves or the questions we have asked. All that is relying on an outside force, if that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and w- I don't know. Have you done a, an I Ching episode? No, no. That that would be one to to do. It's it's a fun one too. Maoism, um, the Taoism, the I Ching, and chess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Monty. <laughs> Thank you, Monty. Yeah. The the the. It, it's funny to to call them meaningful coincidences. I mean that's it's not so much, well, I don't know. To to me, it's, it's whatever the person interprets it. And if it's meaningful to them, it's not necessarily indicative of an outside force right? that has some meaning that's like, Ooh, and here's some sprinkled here and here's some meaning sprinkled there. Yeah. Ooh, did you pick up on that? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, choose your adventure on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Subconscious influence. This is the suggestion that our subconscious minds are more powerful than we usually give them credit for being. Different areas of psychic study credit the subconscious mind with a whole shit ton of powers and abilities, <laughs> of which we are generally unaware. As an explanation for tarot, it is usually supposed that in some way the subconscious mind knows the order of the tarot cards and through the shuffle reorders them so that they will lay out in an order which conveys a useful meaning to the person performing the spread. Uh, based on insights that the subconscious mind has presumably already had. Good luck proving that one. I, it, the go- U.S. government spent a lot of fucking money and many, many years uh, trying to prove this stuff with like the minister goats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there is enough thoughts with it to look into it and spend a lot of money. How far they got, I don't know. Yeah. It's a hard one to swallow. Well, I mean, how is your mind going to know the order i i don't know it there's this one smells a little bit of the god of the gaps for me where if we don't have an explanation for it it's god i feel like your chakras are all out of line here oh maybe but (laughs) um 
raking me over the coals. But uh, yeah, if, if there's something that we can't explain, the the go-to for human history is God did it. And once we were able to explain that. God okay, didn't do that. You did that. It wasn't <laughs> God. Goddamn narcotics agent. <laughs> it, it wasn't God, but uh, God did the rest that we don't know. And every time that gap shrinks, so too does does God's influence, right? And that's yeah. that's known as the God of the gaps. This one's funny, but because uh, Carl Jung was super into the uh, subconscious, mm-hmm. so you know, I'm kind of kind of surprised. This one, uh, to me, is kind of the the second flavor of the Carl Jung Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> um, yeah, be, yeah, because he's talking about the collective unconscious. He's but talking he about archetypes, he, and this one at least says that you're the one doing it. His was just like ah, it's out there. We don't know what did it, but something had well, power over it. it. It's sort of both. Like it's out there, but everybody has experienced it, and mm-hmm. so everybody knows it subconsciously, and therefore is, is manifesting it. So, right. Yeah, if that one tack that one on to to Carl's like slap him on the back with a sign that says "Kick me, I'm subconscious." <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, what's our last one, Brent? Uh, well, no, we got two more, my friend. Oh, what's our second? What's our penultimate one, Brent? Well, uh, next one is magic, and that K on the end is uh, you could choose to use C or K. It's another topic we've covered on here. It's its own episode. Generally, magic means to make events occur in conformity to your own will. In this case, the will of the reader is that the cards will arrange themselves in a meaningful way in order to reveal something useful. The magical explanation is it's simple that it is it's focus intent is enough to make the cards arrange themselves in a useful way. This involves accepting as an explanation that wait for it. Magic is real. What? Uh, the universe really does respond and change according to the will of an individual. Ugh. And uh, all that shit is just it's well, it would be beyond the lay people. But you also have subconsciously can can manifest it, I guess. Kind of feels like it goes along with the others, just gives it a name. Yeah, I mean, this is um, this could be the third flavor in mm-hmm. the ice cream, but um, if it were true, wouldn't you and I have our own television show right now? Right, be <laughs> sipping. I don't know, bourbon, uh, old mm. fashions on mm, a mai tai. Beach. I will enjoy it. <laughs> I was gonna say mai tai, and I was like, I don't think I like mai tais. <laughs> I go with a man's drink. Well, speaking of a man's drink, we're gonna have a we're gonna end on a man's explanation. You ready Sorry, for it? I guess that's not very uh, inclusive these days. Is <laughs> no, it? Anybody can enjoy whiskey <laughs> and should. All right, our oh, our man. final one. It's Pixies. This one is my fucking favorite by far because it seems the most plausible. Exactly. I hope you got your knickers on tight here, David, because get ready for it. Invisible Pixies take hold of the cards as you shuffle them and arrange them in the right order, then whisper the true meanings of them into the ear of the reader. This one is the weirdest fucking one, because literally there are invisible pixies that I hope to God are real. Me too. That uh, are going to be floating around telling us what to do and magically moving things. Doesn't this one just, don't you want it to be the truth? Oh, yeah. I would love to. You could blame these little assholes for stuff. And that they have a good like band. a lot of work for them, to be honest. Yeah. That's the low, <laughs> low, lowly job. They get after that, then they get bumped up to Tooth Fairy, you know, and then if <laughs> they work real hard, they can get on to Santa's Helper Workshop. And it's a, it's a whole grind. And when they, when they die, they, 
<laughs> they get cremated and get turned into pixie sticks. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's the stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. Has uh, he got a cocaine problem? Worse. The dust. <laughs> He's a pee man. Uh, we're doing this episode different than most because we usually do deep dives, which we've given you a lot of information on it, but not this week. We are deep diving uh, in feet first hey, and doing our own tarot readings on the show. We're going to do that. We're going to code a break. And when we come back, we're going to find stuff out. Maybe it's time to learn who dies first. I don't know. We're going to find out <laughs> next on Hysteria 51. It's David. Brent has to watch. We have talked about this. Do you even pay attention? I've got it on my count. You gotta die. <laughs> Time to fuck shit up. <laughs> uh, quick points to mention. I got this off of, I believe it was tarot.com. I was gonna say, I was gonna ask you if the Pixies was from uh, tarot.com. <laughs> <laughs> Before a reading occurs, the person receiving the reading shuffles the cards. Now, we're not going to be able to do that, so you're going to tell us. We'll tell each other when to stop. All right? Okay. Because we won't be able to do that. Some say this transfers the person's energy into the deck. Some people say it's nonsense. (laughs) Once the cards are shuffled and the deck has been cut, the reader lays out the cards in a pattern called the spread. Tarot.com. Each position of the spread has a meaning. And there are many different types of spreads ranging from those that incorporate a single card to one that has all 78 fucking cards in the deck and you're in for the long haul. Which spread is used up to the reader and the specific type of questions or the reading that's all up to the reader. Boom, you got to read it. That's how you do it. Now, do you think, so I'm guessing the best way to do it would be to shuffle our own and, and lay them out and then the other person... Oh, we could do that. Yeah, okay. Well, here, I've got my cards in hand. All right. Okay. So I'm going to shuffle. Sure. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We didn't really talk about the layouts uh, for stuff. Let's do an easy one. Let's do the three card for each. I I like that. That is, then Um, we just have to kind of figure out what the cards mean and go from there. There's the the, the cross, teaching. There's the, you know, there's all these different things. Um, Sorry, this is. No. Please, we're we're supposed to be shuffling. I'm doing the old uh, just flip through shuffle here. Hold on. Um, uh, one one popular one. Um, jeez, I forgot if we mentioned it or not. One popular um layout is the because it's called the Celtic Cross. Mm-hmm. You get uh, five cards uh in the middle, and mm-hmm. hang on, no, you get six cards uh. It kind of right in front of you and then four cards more to the side and they all correspond to different different positions and things like present stuff uh immediate influences questioner's life past influences feelings hopes and fears things like that so mm-hmm. that's a really in-depth the celtic cross is a very popular one to use because it, it kind of goes in depth the other i think popular spread is the three card spread which is what we'll be using uh, for, you know, uh, expediency's sake. And that's just past, present, and future. Yeah. Super easy. So I've got mine out. Now I need to cut the deck, right? I cut it and put it back together. Yes. Yes. And then I pick at random three cards from it and turn them over. Now, let me ask you this. There's also uh, uh, the way to read 
where you you shuffle it up to where cards are upside down. So if you draw one that's upside down, that's the opposite of what it means. Oh, do you do, do all you do these that are the or? same way? I didn't. You got th- yours all the same way. I mean, it's fine. All these are the same way. I think so. Okay. If it does show up that way, well, the Pixies had other things in mind. <laughs> so I'm just fanning my cards out now. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to take the top card. I don't even know if the matter. I'm going to take one from the middle. Do one at a time. I, did. I guess. Yeah, I'm not turning them over. I can't see. Oh, them. okay, okay, that's fine. And I took. So I did something interesting. I did the very top card, the very middle card, and the very bottom card ish. Okay. I think. So I've got three cards. This is interesting. I've got notes from old readings in this book. Really? Yeah. All right. Huh. Okay. I got my ready to go. All right. So you want me to turn over my first card? Let's turn over your past. Let's see what your your past uh, has. Fuck, it's upside down. <laughs> Wait, they might all have been. No, not. My past is upside down. Well, if if they're all upside down, then. I got the. Nope. I don't think they're going to be because I just flipped. I just picked one up and I know what it is. I don't know. We'll see. I'll look to see if they're upside down. They are not all upside down. They're not all upside down. So you want the reading that says it could be the opposite? Sure. Okay. All right. So the past, what'd you get? I got the four of cup. The four of cups. Oh, Jesus. I turned right to it. That's weird. Oh, um, Jesus Christ, pixies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're all going to. And then they died. <laughs> Uh, so the four of cups upside down, right? Yes. Um, for your past. So in my, in my interpretation book here, it says discontent, dissatisfaction, and boredom. So if we take the opposite of that, it means you have a very interesting, satisfied and content, uh, past, um, it says, uh, this This is the card of divine discontent, divine discontent, and describes a situation in which, for various reasons, there's an inability to appreciate what we have. But it sounds like, if it's upside down, you have been able to appreciate uh, what you've had in the past. And four of cups overflowing with good things may be depicted, but our inherent dissatisfaction with life prevents us from appreciating them. <laughs> um, again, I think... It sounds like maybe in your past you were you were okay with what you had and knew how to enjoy it. The Four of Cups depicts a state of boredom or apathy in which we are too preoccupied to appreciate the good things that surround us. Opportunities are there for the taking, but our inertia prevents us from seeing them. So when this uh, card appears in a spread, you're being asked to adopt a fresh approach to life and to reevaluate your position. Now, this is in the past, so that's not something you can yeah. do. But again, if it's upside down, we're taking the opposite approach to it. This is a good thing. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, you've been able to appreciate what you've had. You've been able to uh, reach for the ambitions that you want in life. And it has brought you to your present then. We'll do all the cards and then we'll we'll okay. discuss what you think about them. All right. So, so number two? Number two, the present. So the present is a, also an upside down. And it is, hell, I don't know what it is. How do I know what it is? The three of, it's sticks tied together. It doesn't say. 
probably three wands, of wands, dude. Three of wands. Yep, three of um, wands. Upside down. Upside down, three of wands. So for your present, um, right side up, it would be completion of the first stage and optimism. Um, let's see, the inspirational energy of the ace of wands and the setting in motion of the two is fulfilled in the three of wands. This card marks the initial completion of whatever was stated with the ace, although it suggests there's much work to do symbolizes new possibilities. Although we may have realized a dream, we become aware that there's even farther to travel. Boy, uh, Brent, this one sounded to me like you are stuck. <laughs> this, you have achieved stuff. You're kind of in, in a certain place. It's looking pessimistic. Mm. Um, exciting new opportunities of which we may not previously have been aware are now opening up and we are ready to continue with what was set in motion. So nothing is opening up. It sounds like mimo the mimosas. Uh, it sounds like momentum has been arrested a little bit. Mm -hmm. The card represents strength and determination that are needed to per persevere with our goals. It indicates that we must remain focused. So maybe it's that. Well, let me let me read the interpretation part and then I'll in interpret. It indicates you are full of creative ideas. You may be embarking on a fresh career or way of life. Feel optimistic. Although you may need to bide your time temporarily, this is not a time to rest on your laurels. However, as, as there's still much to do, no matter how far you've come, the three of wands indicates that there's much more to accomplish. So you're missing satisfaction and you are, you are in need of new ideas and you're need, you're in need of a new path forward, a new way to go. And um, you need to find optimism again. Sounds like you need to find a new co-host. Oh, boy. <laughs> it couldn't have come at a better time. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Uh, right. And uh, David, you just turned over, oh, a pink slip. <laughs> You're fired, bitch. That's the damnedest thing. <laughs> all right. All right. Last one. Turning it over. This one is right side up. Oh, it's the devil. The devil. Straight up the devil. It's and it's got a goat with a pentagram on its forehead. Okay, all right. The devil. This is uh, for your future frustrations, inhibitions, blocks, and fears. The devil represents the wild and uncivilized aspects of our psyches that we normally tend to repress. We often fear and feel ashamed of these hidden parts of our nature, such as lust, greed, and envy, and choose to disown them. Carl Jung likened these characteristics to what he termed the shadow or darker self. Mm. The fact that we are so uncomfortable with our base nature means that we frequently project it onto other people so that we do not have to deal with it ourselves. This tends to wreak havoc in our lives and cause more problems than if we dare openly to acknowledge all of what we are. Uh, so when we are able to unblock the parts of our psyche that we find unpalatable, a huge amount of positive energy is released. The devil teaches us to recognize and integrate all aspects of our nature, both the dark and the light. He is a reminder that we are all made up of good and bad. If we can accept our human failings, we are likely to be more tolerant of others and ourselves and not project blame. So <laughs> in interpreting it, um, it suggests you're likely to meet the darker side of your nature mm -hmm. in your future. You might find yourself in an oppressive situation with a new co-host in which you feel <laughs> trapped 
Rather than projecting your discomfort outward, you may have to face up to something you find unpleasant about yourself and make it more conscious. Although this is unlikely to be a comfortable experience, it'll give you new insights into yourself and release any repressed negativity that is inhibiting you. This is, it's it's one of those things, and they never, you know, they always say with the tarot, getting the devil, the death, whatever, it's not a, a bad thing. It's just a different way of looking at, at things and to think about, you know, this is, uh, it, it's an antagonist. So for your future, there's blockages there, but I think they're created of your own volition. Whatever mm-hmm. is blocking you is coming from within you. You need to address it. You need to face your fears. And then you will have this release of energy going forward that will allow you to take your yourself and whatever, you know, this is for in a better direction and a more positive path. That's that's what I'd say. Knowing myself, I'm surprised I didn't get the devil, a rules of poker, and a wild draw four card. Uh, <laughs> a reverse. <laughs> yeah. Reverse. Reverse. <laughs> skip. Just a skip. How'd that get in skip, there? yeah. <laughs> Pixies. So, <laughs> so what do you think? That's So that's your past, present. It sounds like the, the past. My past was good. My, my And my. My future is going to be messed up unless I take charge. Yeah, like it. It seems like you were you were more satisfied in the past. You knew what what you were doing and, and enjoyed it. The present's kind of gotten you in a little bit of a rut, and for the future, you'll stay that way unless you can address things within yourself and grow and and get rid of those blockages. That sounds like work. So we're staying where we are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now that was, yeah, that was interesting. You know, I didn't even know I was depressed, but now I do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) do you feel like your, your past, do you, do, was that an accurate depiction? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, who's actually looked at their past and goes, I was so happy. So I'm a, I'm a, uh, on all of it, you know, but yeah, Yeah, it could be, you know, unless my, my future turns to real shit. And then you're like, oh man, it was spot on. Yeah. Then it's like, dude. Time to take a look in the mirror. Son of a buck. Anyway. All right. Let's All do right. you. What you got? You got your shuffled right, up? Let me get my shovel up and deal. So what's this mean? I've reshuffled and laid them out four times and I've got the same three cards. I'm joking. <laughs> it means you got a trick deck. The pixies hate you. I'm going to do a... Um, a slight bridge shuffle just so I get them sure. upside yeah. down. I'll do it a couple just to. Get yeah, I did that. You I thought got- I was doing a bridge shuffle too. So of course they were all upside down in this way and that way. Yeah. Probably better. I, I don't know. I like the, I like that. Spread them out on a table and, 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 you know, you know, waller them all around and stuff like some people do. <laughs> Um, I, I like having upside down cards and saying, you know, this is mm-hmm. the, because you, 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 it basically doubles your reading. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doubles the possibilities. The possibilities. Yeah. All right. Let me, oh, let me cut it. I should, I should do the old cut. There we go. All right. First card. Uh, down. Next card. I'm just picking at random from the middle. Yep. Okay. Okay, I have I have selected them, okay. and 
I they're all right side up. It looks like from the back of them. Okay. Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Past card is the six of discs. Okay. Give me a second here. Six of pentacles. The six of pentacles right side up. Uh, uh, uh. All right. It says here. Uh, it it stands for generosity, charity, community, material help, support, sharing, giving, and receiving and gratitude. When it's right side up, the Six of Pentacles means that you are in a position where you have a good relationship with your income, like the main figure in the card. The amount of money that you bring in and your expenses are balanced well, and you're you're fortunate, or I guess in your past you were fortunate enough mm-hmm. to not have any stress. Uh, you were also grateful that uh, all you have own all that you own and can happily share with your wealth with others. Uh, as you can tell from the imagery in the card, the Six of Pentacles can be about charity. You need to be the man giving away the money to the needy or a beggar gratefully receiving and or receiving uh, uh, from the the wealthy donor. If the card's showing your giver, you have built up wealth. If you need it, you know it's going to be there for you. If the card is showing you uh, the beggar, it could be receiving someone else's charity. This could also help you recover. Uh, so take the help in the past, or you've you've received help in the past, I guess, Stay and uh, <laughs> um, you should uh, repay that kindness in the future. If Already you done. Were the, paid them uh, off, baby. There you go. I did have I did have a, uh, a day job that that paid okay in the past. wasn't great, but you know I was able to. I don't know. Yeah. Take my parents out to dinner, so I guess that's charity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh there could have been in the past someone that helped you at work achieve a goal or uh you know you learn from love things like that yeah well that is true mm-hmm. number dose please all right for my present Ooh. <laughs> i know that sound he got the lust card in the thoth deck okay so this yours is the thoth so it says the lust thoth uh the crowley arrow it says so purpose join life uh, initiation, the transformation of sensuality, uh, changing the nature of the animal through acceptance to which is full of love, strength, power, and vitality. The shadow could be, if it was upside down, weakness, incomplete, inc- disappointed, aggression, perversion, and addiction, blah, blah, blah. Hell yeah, baby. I'm, I'm healthily lust, lustily. <laughs> this is uh, in regular decks. I think this is the strength card. Okay. So let me see. What this means is it shows you have inner strength and fortitude during moments of danger and distress shows you have the ability to remain calm and strong. Even when your life is going through immense struggle, it also shows that you are compassionate person and you always have time for others. Even if it's at your own expense, getting the strength card uh, or the other means that you're a very patient individual who is likely to accomplish anything they put their mind to. Your resilience will greatly aid you, and your fearlessness means that you should have no issue speaking your mind. This card can also indicate the kind of compassion will always be rewarded with having a lot of stability in your life, either presently or in the near future. Uh, so upright, depending on it's his confidence, drawing uh, lovers, strong, caring relationships, self-mastery at work, bold career moves, taking big steps, and Large purchases and controlled spending are under control. <laughs> hmm. <Sure>. So <laughs> sounds like uh, it, it, that's actually a really good card to get. It means like you're kind of, you know, you, you're in control of your life. I'm flying the plane. Not allowing yourself to make huge purchases and stuff because 
you got your head on your shoulders. And uh, tell that to Sam's Club the other day. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> why do I? Why do I need four giant trampolines? I don't know, but I wanted them. <laughs> so yeah, yours. Uh, that's that's a good card. Cool. Okay. I I am the captain now. Um, <laughs> Look at me. The this uh, the art on this is depicting. I'm pretty sure this is the whore of Babylon. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, Sweet. ready for the future? Yep. It is the two of wands. All right. So the two of wands. You had the three of wands. So yep. that's interesting. Yep. The two of wands upright, planning first steps, making decisions, leaving comfort, and taking risks. Uh, is what it stands for. The two of wands is a more mature version of the ace of wands, meaning that this card is all about planning and moving forward and progression. Look at it this way. You have already set out to achieve a particular task, which means you have turned an idea into a real, a realistic plan. Such a plan will require fulfillment. And therefore you have to progress from just having the plan to actually achieving what you set out for. Discovery is being considered as another two of wands meaning. Uh, this is because it means that you are stepping out of your cocoon and exploring new experiences and worlds. While the beginning might seem tough and difficult, the two of wand card encourages you to strive on and to push forward. Mm. For love, it's setting up romantic goals, making plans in love, planning future goals. Uh, for career, it's planning your career, taking first steps in your career, and envisioning dreams. And for finance, planning your long-term financial future and laying foundations uh, well, to achieve that. That's pretty cool. That I mean, that we had the, very that's different like the readings. Future card, right? Yeah, we had very different readings. <laughs> Is that weird? Yeah, you peaked in high school, and I'm doing real well. <laughs> that was our. That was the takeaway. That's my takeaway from today's readings. <laughs> Your 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 plane's engines are on fire. Mine are like on autopilot, and it's encouraging me to just jump out and parachute just for fun. Well, hopefully, I'm that guy calling the tower, and they're like, "We can talk you into landing. It's fine." <laughs> yeah, mm. it's up to you. You you got to be the one to make the call, Brent. You got to call the tower yourself, right? <laughs> right. That's exactly the takeaway. Well, uh, thank you, Pixies. I'd love to hear, uh, Nation, if you guys have had any of these, did they come true or were they just way off base? And uh, Or is this all the work of the devil and um, we're all stupid for even playing around with it? What are your thoughts? What are your hopes, dreams, and desires? You can tell us by going to Facebook.com and searching Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion group. Also on there, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That's our regular page. Patreon. Patreon.com slash hysteria 51 up all nights, mad blurry hysterias, blurry hysterias, lots of radio dramas. Every week we are putting out, uh, our blurry hysterias ad free on there before they're available on the regular feed. So make sure you check that out. Voicemail seven, seven, three, six, six, nine, seven, two, seven, seven. Again, seven, seven, three, six, six, nine, seven, two, seven, seven, and get them in, get yourself out for David, because we do have a voicemail episode coming up very soon. Heck yeah. Also, go to our website, hysteria51.com, and you can leave us a voicemail through there. Just click on the microphone and get to yakking. While we're yakking, what's going on in your neck of the woods, oh, Colorado-bound sir? We have uh, begun the Miscrypted Contest, Contest of Champions. Yes. Um, So that is in full force. Make sure to go over there. You have a chance to win a prize pack. Well, they have a chance. I don't. Uh, All my prizes were in the past. 
<laughs> so uh yeah check check that out lots of stuff may may's a super busy month i'll be uh performing some improv and stuff around here and um doing some trivia like <laughs> everything's going on this this plane is is uh i'm, I'm navigating the turbulence let's say wait that's speed oh. buggy, sorry <laughs> not the plane but <laughs> the speed but yeah the, zoom the zoom. four-wheeler the four-wheeler of, of uh, the present. Um, we're still working on uh, Shadows in the Desert, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's the future plans that, that are yeah. going to come to fruition. I don't know. But we're waiting on the second cut of it from our editor. Nice. And uh, hopefully we're hoping it'll be good enough to where we'll just have to do really fine detail you know, cuts and edits after that and, and then get that out. But very um, cool. Yeah. It's, it's moving forward. It's, it's getting uh, excited. It'll come out. It it will come out. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. So that's very what's cool. going on with me. Well, heck yeah, man. So like I said, guys, if you, uh, if you guys have ever done this or, you know, a fun site or anything like that with tarot, let us know. I'd love to hear your stories. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been conspiracy, bot. stay woke meat sex. It was terrible. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.